the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour, uh, four o'clock. No, four minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock, it's Saturday morning. I should know that, but then again, you wouldn't believe what my morning's been like already. You wake up to feed the horses, and the gate's been left open, and you're in your boxer shorts, and you got to run around the pasture gathering up the horses, not thinking that anyone's walking in the meadow uh, that adjoins your pasture. Nevertheless, that was the beginning, but everything's under control, and we have open lines available, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I've got two callers I'm going to get to you in just a minute, but Action Auto Repair's been around for a very long time. They're up at I-17 in Deer Valley, and I've known Tom, and he's been in business since 1983. Folks, that's a big deal, and here's why. There's a lot of big shops that have recently sold their their businesses um, to conglomerates, and you'll notice that the name of your shop may have changed names. Um, the big deal about that is is that it's no secret. Just get on the internet; the prices are skyrocketing at certain shops. Which, for those of us still in the industry, that's kind of cool because they're pricing themselves out of the market, and it won't be long with social media that that happens. But you're not going to have that problem with Action Auto Repair. He hasn't sold his shop. He's not been absorbed into a giant conglomerate, and he's not going to be. He has ASC Master Certified Technicians, I-17 and Deer Valley Road, and that's Action Auto Repair. Andy, thanks for calling early. What's up? Yeah, uh, I had a very uh, terrible incident happen to me on I-10. I was coming back from Carlsbad, and I was just about to be crossing the I-17 freeway uh-huh. on the I-10. And I was getting off at the next exit, 7th Avenue. And the guy in front of me, all of a sudden, I was in the middle lane about a half a mile before, and I moved over to the right lane um, crossing the bridge. And the guy in front of me all of a sudden just kind of pulled left. It was pretty much rush hour, like 5.15. And, uh, you know, he almost turned left, but he, he swerved left. And I stayed straight, and lo and behold, there's a gigantic truck tire in the middle of the freeway. And there was no place for me to go right off the bridge, and left is, you know, packed. But I turned my wheels left as I could. I hit that tire, and Mark, it was like hitting a brick wall. Of course. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I went home. uh, uh, they, They actually... I called Nissan Connect that they had a, somebody come out about two and a half hours later uh, to change my tire, and they did. And so I was leaving town that that weekend to go to Denver, 
so I didn't have a chance to do anything with my car. And then on when I got back, uh, the, not the next week, but the Andy, last Monday. Andy, just uh, get to the end yeah. of it. Okay. Okay. The end of it is I took my car in, and uh, the guy said, well, it, the tire's canted. You need to have it aligned. So he got me in uh, for them to take a look at it right away. And a lady who was helping me said, it'd be one hour. I waited an hour. She came back and said, it's going to cost $1,490. And I said, why? And she told me. I said, okay, go ahead and do it. Okay. Two days later, I called and said, when is my car going to be done? She said, oh, well, we just found out there's more damages than we thought. And it's now going to be $2,490. Okay, stop, and Andy. I, Sandy, Andy, Andy, we're, I, I don't know where we're going with this, but I, I have some good advice for you. You need to contact your insurance company. You need to put your insurance company with the dealer, and you need to bow out. That's it. I think. Did, okay. Did, uh-huh. That's good so, advice, thanks. Yeah, because, because here's the, Did we lose Andy? I think we did. Okay, Andy. The, the deal is, is that this should have been reported to your insurance company uh, at the very beginning, and they would have dictated where it would. Or they would have tried to, and you could have, of course, go along with them. But take your car in, and then they negotiate with all the repair. You, you said you hit this car, and then all they did is replace the tire. I'm thinking to myself, there's a whole bunch more damage than what what he thinks there is because and then he drove around on that tire and he and it had to pull hard right pull hard left there's all that moving parts but your insurance company needs to be involved this is a covered uh, item unless of course you just have liability and if you have liability this isn't covered but if you have full coverage it is and you're home free the insurance company will step in front of you and handle it jeff you're up next how can i help you Uh, thank you mark Uh, jeff from yorba linda california a couple of questions for you okay um I've got a uh, 2012 uh, Lexus coming up on 230,000 miles. Love the car. No problems. Uh, Sometimes when I'm in town, I don't like my car to go all the way into sixth gear, so I'll pull it over to the left into the S, which I mean, I don't know if the S means sport or select, but I like to go through the gears. When I get up on the freeway and I I, uh, advance it up to uh, sixth gear, if I leave it in sixth gear on the freeway, does my torque converter lock up as if it were in drive? What you have to do, I can't answer that, but I'll tell you how you can answer that. So you you have plan A, which is what you just described, and plan B is put it in automatic and it takes care of itself. I want you to compare speed to RPM in both of those situations. Oh. Okay? So yeah. if if you're at 1,800 at 65 miles an hour on one, and if you're at 2,400 at 60 miles an hour on the other, then the answer is we didn't lock the converter. <laughs> perfect, and when you perfect, manually yeah. take over, then you've, you we're not going to let we're not going to lock the converter. So just compare miles and RPM. Boom, you're done. Perfect. I usually bump it over to drive when I get on the freeway, but and, sometimes I forget. And, and that's okay. Question. Either way, it's going to be okay, because I'm quite sure by the sound of your voice that you're not out there drag racing lots of people. <laughs> Second question. Okay. Uh, when I'm when I'm doing freeway speed, 75, maybe 75 plus, and I have to apply my brakes lightly, I'll get steering wheel chatter, you know, just 
back and forth. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's severe, sometimes it's not. Um, it, do you know what could cause that? It doesn't do it all the time, but it's starting to do it a little bit more frequently now okay. at 230,000. Yeah, it's it's something's loose in the front end, one of the tie rod ends. Um, that's got that's got a rack and pinion steering in it, so we don't ho- have a whole lot of stuff going on underneath there. But the steering wheel mm-hmm. is shaking left and right, and and that typically means that the one of the tires is is got play in the joint, and so it's waving its tail at you, and that's what's causing the steering wheel. To diagnose this on a one to ten scale for us gray haired guys, it's about a one. For a young buck that's been around five years, it's going to be a three or a four or a five. But to be honest with you, it's real simple. One guy gets in the car and gets it up on the rack, and he turn he turns the key on and starts it. And he takes his steering wheel, and he just goes left and right about a half an inch to an inch. An inch to the left, center back up. An inch to the right, center back up. The other older guy's underneath there, and he's just looking for a joint that isn't moving in complete synchronization. So one end of the tie rod is moving, but it takes a minute before it grabs a hold of the cup and mm. moves on. <laughs> and so it's it's no real big deal. Um, if next time you take your car to a, a general repair shop for an oil change, um, and I say general repair shop because the dealers won't let you in the bays typically anyway. And I don't want you to go to a specialty shop because if they just change oil, um, they may not be real good on diagnosing front ends. But I'm I'm quite sure you have play. It could be in an idler arm. It could. Well, no, you don't have an idler arm on the rack and pinion. I'm thinking out loud. It almost has to be okay. tie rod ends. And you, if you wanted to, you could lay down underneath the car, make sure your wife still loves you. She starts the car up, and she puts her hand on the top of the wheel, and she goes left an inch or two, and then back to center, right an inch or two. And you lay down, and you look at the two tie rod ends that are connected to the rack and pinion that are attached to the wheels, and you look to make sure they move in complete synchronization, not one to the other, but there's a joint there. And the top of the joint and the bottom of the joint have to move in complete synchronization. Hmm. If you find one that doesn't, that's a tie rod end and an alignment, no big deal. Really good. I actually understood all that. And 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 you know what? If he didn't, I I, I um, I'm not going to go there because your wife's listening, and I'm teasing. <laughs> and I was going to tease you, but I'm not going to do that. And and, and right. my my wife, she says, I. I'll, I want to look underneath it. Not too long ago, I had a motorhome with the same problem. And I said, fine. She says, no, I think you'll run over me. And I said, no, I won't. Come on, you lay down and you look at, because it doesn't have rack and pinion. It has a steering box, and then it has tie rod ends and center links and all that stuff. And so what we ended up finding, it was the wheel bearings. And so you could actually hear the clunk on the left and right, slight left and right turn, and we heard a clunk, and it was in the wheel bearings. But... That's it. Thank you very much, Jeff. You, you just, you just one more thing. You just said steer box. I think mine is drive by uh, steer by wire. Does that make a difference? No, because it's going to be. It's st- you're still going to have some mechanical linkage from the steering box to the front wheels. Ah, okay. You're okay. still going to have hey, that. Thanks linkage. a bunch. You bet. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Okay, this is my China thing. If you don't like it, then um, um, then just come back in three minutes. Um, there's everybody out there, not everybody, but a lot of people out there insist that no China parts are made for their car. Don't use them on their car. They don't want any parts on their car. Well, my shop spends about $35,000 a month, which is about $1,750 a day buying parts for your cars. And I hear all the time, I only want GM parts. I only want Ford parts. I only want this part. I only want that part. The problem with that is, is from a global point of view, there is no company that makes your parts that put, that, that, makes the part and puts it in the box. 
Chevrolet and Ford and Honda and Toyota and Dodge and Chrysler, they all subcontract those parts to the cheapest guy. That's all there is to it. From a global point of view, 20%, one company makes 20% of the gaskets they sell and they buy the other 80% from other manufacturers other manufacturers okay one big company makes thermostats for the entire world so you can buy a thermostat for your mercedes-benz your chevy ford toyota whatever you want and it's going to come from that company one oil filter makes 50 percent of all oil filters and he puts them in a different box (laughs) it's the same oil filter Five worldwide companies make spark plugs. Six China companies make 90% of front-wheel drive axles. One, six companies in China make 90%. Eight companies in China make 75% of the motor mounts. Fifteen company globally, companies globally make 80% of all the batteries. USA and Korea are two of the big guys. Now, again, it's the same battery. I tell people, don't don't shop name brand or anything like that. Look at the weight of the battery. That's it. The heavier the battery, the more lead, the better it's made, the more power it has. That's all there is to it. But if you find something you like, then buy it. 20 manufacturers make 80% of the brake pads and shoes in the United States, and they're in 50 different boxes. 25 manufacturers make 90% of the hub and wheel bearings, and they're in 30-plus different boxes. So I'm going to give you a a, a quick explanation because everybody goes, that money stays in China. Okay, it doesn't. There's a guy in, in, in China that has a motor mount factory. And they went to him, and these are guys that I know, that go shop and sell the parts. Not sell it, but hire the people to make the parts in China. These guys ate the food there. They live there, whatever. So um, he makes a motor mount for an Ultima in China, and, and he tells these guys, it cost me $8.25 to make it, and he sells it to them for $8.50, so he makes $0.50. Cents. Remember that. He made 50 cents. No, he didn't. He make 25 cents, Mark. Do your math right. He make 25 cents. So then they say, okay, then we want to go ahead and buy those, and we'll give you $8.50 and let you make 25 cents. And he says, okay. So now they buy thousands of them. Then we transport them from his warehouse and and factory in China. They're shipped to the West Coast, then they're trucked to a distributor, then they're trucked to a warehouse direct, then they're trucked to a jobber who sells them to me and to you, like Parts Authority, O'Reilly's, Napa, AutoZone, CarQuest, etc. I buy it from the local jobber, and I get this, 45 to $50, and I sell it to you for $78. let us look at the front and the end of this. The guy that made this part in China made $0.25 cents a motor mount. Mark Salem made $28 on the motor mount. Now, I have to warranty the motor mount, so there's a little bit of risk associated with that. But the overwhelming portion of the money that was made on that part is by the guy who installed it. By the guy who installed it. The guy you bought. The guys, the people that do business with me. I make more, but I also have to warranty it. So when you look at the big picture... I'm just telling you, it's not worth worrying about China. You can't know that you're not going to know that. that You're going to spend the rest of your life trying to figure it out. I'm just telling you, I don't ever look at that. And we again, we buy about $35,000 a month in parts or $1,750 a day. We'll be back right after this. 
the original Uncle Tom documentary film shot to number one on IMDb. Now, director Justin Malone and executive producer Larry Elder invite you to the private screening of Uncle Tom 2, an American Odyssey. Wednesday, August 24th at the AMC Theater in the Arizona Center. But wait, there's a special surprise. Hey, Patriot fans, Larry Elder here, inviting you to join Brandon Tatum and me for an exclusive Q&A session immediately following the screening of Uncle Tom 2, an American Odyssey. This will be an evening that will leave an indelible mark on your life. A truly compelling film and an exclusive Q&A with stars Larry Elder and Brandon Tatum. Brandon and I can't wait to meet you on the 24th, so get your tickets right now at 960thepatriot.com. Join us for Uncle Tom 2, an American Odyssey, Wednesday the 24th, and hang around for an exclusive Q&A with stars Larry Elder and Brandon Tatum. Get your tickets while they last right now at 960thepatriot.com. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Well, 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem, and we're here till noon talking about cars, car repair questions, car problems, arguments between huggies, husbands and wives and sons and dads and all that kind of stuff. 602-508-0960. That's the phone number. We have two lines of five that's already taken, so 602-508-0960. Automatic transmission exchange in Phoenix has been around since 1968. The old guys that are north of 60 years old have been around a long time. They are, without a doubt, the smartest technicians that Arizona has to offer because we've been around (laughs) since we were in high school working on cars. So we've gone from points and condenser to no distributor, fuel injection, sequential fuel injection, steering by wire, steering by your wife, steering by your aunt, whatever. So, but Phil at, at Automatic Transmission Exchange has been around since Fred Flintstone first made the first automatic transmission all the way today to the new electronics that are electronically shifted by the computer, speed sensors, throttle angle, and all that other jazz. So if, if you're looking for the best guy around that's been around a long time, then Automatic Transmission Exchange is at 40th Street in Washington, the north side of the road. He has a big sign with a transmission on it, a literally a transmission is mounted to the sign and Phil knows what he's talking about and he's happy to drive you drive your car if you can get it to duplicate the problem. All right, we're going to go to Wayne. Wayne, thanks for holding. How can I help you? I have a compound question. Okay. Uh, Chrysler on a engine 2.2 liter uh, 2007 PT Cruiser. I got some engine problems, unknown situation. A, is that a timing belt or chain? If it's a belt, uh, is that an interference engine? I I, I don't know. There, I mean, there's three thousand models of cars and trucks out there. I think I think yeah. what you what you do is I'm quite sure it's got a belt on it. 
I don't know if it's got yeah. an interference engine on it or not. Some, I mean, that can be a split year kind of thing. But it's not a good idea to wait until it goes anyway. So if it's anywhere near right, a, a right. mileage of seventy, eighty thousand, then I'd go ahead and do it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Good luck to you, Wayne. Thank you, Jay. You're up. Jay, you're up next. How can I help you? Good morning. A couple of questions. The first is, how important is it to uh, be cautious if a vehicle hasn't been driven for about a year uh, in starting it? Do you, do you need to go through the ritual of uh, oiling the cylinders beforehand, no. or can you? No. 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 I'm gonna. I'm gonna even go back further than that. I'm gonna go back to the 50s and 60s cars. No. <clears throat> when you get into a car that's been sitting for a year, whether it's a newer model car or an older model car, under the best of conditions, once the motor starts, you're going to have oil pressure immediately. And there's a film of oil that's been left on all the bearings and uh, what everything that rubs already anyway because all oil stays there. What you want to do is, is you want to let it idle, maybe feather the throttle to keep it running, and then just slowly bring the idle RPM up to about a thousand, twelve hundred, and just kind of hold it level. And let's get the oil start circulating real good. Let's put a little bit of a pressure behind it. Let's just let it run, but running at a thousand, twelve hundred RPM. And you can hear if it's too much because it's going to idle at six hundred. Somewhere in driving five fifty, six hundred. Somewhere in neutral around six hundred. Somewhere around there. So. You don't need to oil the cylinders. And besides, even if you pulled all the spark plugs and put the oil in the cylinders, as soon as the piston goes up up and down once or twice, it's going to spray oil on the cylinder. So you got oil on top of the piston, and now you got oil on the cylinder, which is where you want it. And you're not making a lot of progress. Got it. Okay. okay. Um, thank you on that. And then on um, small engine oil, like on a lawnmower or on a water pump, how important is it to use that? special formula that is marked for small engine use only? Well, here's the deal. There's a non-detergent and a detergent oil. The detergent oil holds the uh, the trash in suspension, the dirt, the grease, the, the metal, the stainless steel, the brass, all that stuff. It holds it in suspension. It's almost like a, a, a bean in a, a soup that kind of floats around. Well, a non-detergent oil lets the trash fall to the bottom, and your little lawnmower motor doesn't have a filter. So the trash goes to the bottom. To be perfectly honest with you, I would never be concerned about that. I'd buy a name brand oil. I put 30 weight in all my yard vacs, all my lawnmowers, all my, um, everything I have that's a four-stroke motor. Um, I just use like a 30 weight, and I find the cheapest stuff I can find. I'm not concerned about detergent or non-detergent. I'm just, I'm just cheapest 30 weight I can put in it. I will, and and I change it once a year. That's what I do. Fantastic. Last question on wheel bearings. I've seen ads from Timken and from the generic, and Timken makes out as though they have a particular strength in quality and the formulation of the steel and all that. Is that just marketing? Yes, because I have access to all the different brands for wheel bearings. And the salesman will stop by and try to sell me what there are. But in reality, I want to look at the pricing structure of all the wheel bearings. I'm going to have pretend. I have one at 10, and I have it one at 25, and everybody else is 14 or $15. <laughs> That's my cost. And so I'm going to sell the $15 one for 24.95 or whatever. But I'm going to grab the middle. 
And with computers today, when I pull up that, that wheel bearing, I mean, I know what everybody's charging for it, all the people that are in my computer system. So all the auto parts stores, boom, I've got the information here in front of me, and I've got how long it'll take it to get here and how much it's going to cost me and all that kind of stuff. I've already renegotiated, I've already negotiated the warranty on the parts for that particular vendor. But to be perfectly honest with you, I don't want the cheapest. I don't want the most expensive. I want a name brand in the middle that I, I can identify with, and, and then I'm done. Excellent. Appreciate it, Mark. You're a gem. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And we got lines open, and there's all five of them. Um, the automotive dynamics, Chuck Nide, he's a friend of mine and has been a friend of mine for a very long time. We actually date back when I was in high school, and he ran a gas station in Tempe. So we've, and I, I didn't work for him, but I just knew that he had a gas station because my boss was his best friend. Nevertheless, he, Chuck's been around for a long time. This shop has been open since 1982, and their staff and their mechanics are not paid a commission or a percentage of your repair bill because Chuck doesn't want them ever to sell unnecessary parts or repair. Now, I must tell you, in defense of all the rest of the guys that do pay commissions, all of us have that same feeling. We don't want our guys to be selling parts and labor just because they get a bigger commission, and we have we have facilities within our organization to make sure that doesn't happen. But nevertheless, Automotive Dynamics is on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue, and unfortunately, when you call me and you say, I need a good shop in Sun City, um, I'm going to tell you about Automotive Dynamics. There's lots of shops, but I know them, I've vetted them, and I know that he'll take care of customers that are unhappy very reasonably and oftentimes bend in their way when I kind of wonder why he did that because when the car left it didn't have a big crash dent on the right front fender but then evidently <laughs> somewhere down the line um, they blamed it on the shop and sometimes Chuck just says the uh, it's not really worth fighting about if it's going to be a 30 40 50 dollar argument and uh, and I agree with him I've, I've caved in as well and uh, just stopped the madness really early because it was just insignificant. So Automotive Dynamics, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five of them, 602-508-0960. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the Jay Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit autismspeaks.org employment. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. 
Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's, it's their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry, and just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit WoundedWarriorProject.org slash not alone. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all the more. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. We're going to go back to the phones. I'm going to tell you real quick about Blackwell Automotive. Folks, geographically in the Phoenix area, I'm trying to do my best to identify shops that kind of have a circle around them. And Blackwell's the one that's got the northeast quadrant of um, Phoenix, Scottsdale, the whole valley area. He's got that covered. He's at 40th Street and Greenway. He's a great guy. He does old vintage cars. He does motorhomes. He does mom and pop cars. He does trucks, off-road vehicles. He does all of it because they have the skill level to do all of it. And frankly, that's a Nissan uh, pickup truck's not much different than a Toyota pickup truck. Nevertheless, if you're in that area and you need an oil change or you just want to stop by and have somebody look at something underneath your hood, then stop by Tom Blackwell's at 40th Street in Washington. He's a good guy. Eric, you're up. How can I help you this morning? Hi, I got a 2001 Dodge Ram pickup truck with 435,000 miles. Uh, recently, I had the turbo injectors and a fuel module replaced on it, but still having the same problem where the it's kind of surging at different speeds, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the power on it. Is, what, is it gas or top, diesel? It's a diesel. It's a 2,500 okay. gas. And, all, and and how much did all that work cost you? Um, 
I had some other stuff done with this here with the radiator, but um, probably over 4,000 with everything. I okay. had a, a fuel tank on my last trip at uh, the, re- what do you call it, like a relief valve on it. It got clogged and it sucked the tank in. So they had to take yeah. the tank out and let it pop back out and change the fuel module so we get back to normal. Okay, but, but, but like all of this $4,000 worth of work didn't fix your problem, right? No, there was um, that was kind of the main concern that I had on it. Okay. The turbo well, I'm real concerned about that else. because $4,000 later, all you've been doing is paying for guessing, and somebody's been able to say to sell you on the idea that this was a good good thing to do. We need to do this, but it's not related to what you really fo- want us to focus on. Um, if it's a diesel, um, if you if you live in North Phoenix, um, strictly I diesel do. service. Did you go to strictly? No, there was another local place that was near me. Some of that money was like taking the radiator out and cleaning, and I had a little leak on the front, and it sucked in a bunch of oil, and they tried to salvage the radiator by, you know, okay. hot hosing it and new lines. What part of town do you live in? I'm off of Thunderbird and uh, 17 Highway. Okay. Well, Pinnacle Peak and, and the 17 is as close as I can get you. I know Nate I know, I know okay. is, is strictly diesel can fix your truck, but that's who I would go to. I can't fix your truck. And besides, you've compounded everything because of all this stuff you've had done. And that really mm-hmm. creates a big problem for those of us that own repair shops because oftentimes we go in and we're, and it, we're forced to retest and, and figure out why this part was put on. And then we have to make sure that it's the right part and it's the right serial number and it's the right, uh, and it just creates all kinds of havoc. But Nate is your best guy and, uh, and I think that you should uh, to just bring the story down to something that you can manage in two minutes. And this is the symptoms I have right now. What's your checkout fee? And that's how I would handle it. Nate, it's strictly diesel. Okay, good luck. It has uh, two fuel pumps on it. I was wondering if maybe one of the fuel pumps is not providing enough. Well, here's the problem. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here's the problem. You've never talked about any symptoms. How the hell am I going to know whether a fuel pump has anything to do with it when all you've told me is all the repairs you've made? I need symptoms, and and that's does it does it make any difference uh, at high speeds where the demand for fuel is high when you're hauling your trailer? Is it hot or cold related? Does it make any difference when the fuel tank is at a quarter, half full, whatever? Those are the kinds of conversations that have to happen. But you've already spent a lot of money on the truck, and to be perfectly honest with you, I wouldn't tell anybody you just spent four thousand dollars because they're that's going to scare them off. They're going to think, oh, well, I, you know, obviously he wants to direct the repair. He wants to tell us how to fix it. He wants to d- bid the repair. And then he says, well, wait a minute. It didn't fix it. And go, wait a minute. I didn't fix anything. You told me to do one, two, and three, and I did that. I didn't know I was supposed to fix something. Those are the problems you're – I'm giving you the best advice I can. Go to Nate. Keep it simple. That's what I'd say. Jim, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Uh, good morning, Mark. I uh, just wanted to say thank you for your show and for you, and I've uh, been listening for years. Um, thank you. I heard I heard you say last week that, if if I heard correctly, that there is no such thing as an all four wheel drive. I have a well, Rav Four two thousand, and it's supposed to. Be, I was under the impression it was all four wheel drive. Okay, what what we were talking about last week, and and I did 
catch quite a bit of, of, of comments about that. A four-wheel drive vehicle that locks both differentials so at all times all four wheels are attached to the engine. In order to do that, you can get a, a positive traction rear end differential. And that means positive traction means I'm sending power to both rear wheels. That's okay. The problem is with the steering wheels, the two front ones. We can't make a 90 degree left turn with a locked differential because the, the inner tire of the circle wants to make one revolution and the outer tire wants to make five because the arc is bigger. So what the gentleman was saying is, is he has full-time four-wheel drive. And, and we start talking about that, and in reality what was going on is, is, is he was told that he had four wheels pulling all the time, and I said to him, unless you have a locker front end like the Jeeps do, there's some Jeeps that have locker front ends, um, you don't have four-wheel drive. You have three-wheel drive. Now, if you're, So you do four-wheel drive is both rears and one and sometimes two of the front. If the car's going straight down the road, the front drive shaft is energizing both front wheels. But we have to be able to let them rotate at different speeds when we turn left. And okay. that's all there is to it. So if you have a four-wheel drive, you have a four-wheel drive. You just, in the worst-case scenario, in the worst sand and the mud and the biggest mess you can get yourself into when you're spinning the tires, more than likely only three of them are going to spin. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. <laughs> and, you know, put it this way to you, Jim. If you're in neck-deep mud or if you're off the road, or if you're on a big hill going down or going up or whatever, one more tire isn't going to make any difference if you can't move right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So, one more thing. Um, okay. I, I, my right front passenger window uh, will go up, but it won't go down. And I heard you on a show one time to, to hit the side of the door and... I did that, and sometimes it works. Most of the time, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have a rough idea on what it would? Is, you said there was a solenoid. Well, there's a, and, a window motor in there, and the yeah, motor yeah. has brushes on it, and the brushes wear out, and then you hit the. I did this the other day. We had a guy uh, came over and did some yard work at the ranch up north. And, he, and it was raining, and his window wouldn't go up. <laughs> so I walk, it's a true story. I walk over there and say, Javier, get in your truck, push the, start it up, push the button up. Oh, the windows don't work. Push the button up. And so I open the door, and with my fist, I hit the inner door panel hard twice. Boop, the window went up. Yeah. And I said, yeah. it needs a new motor. So the motor's going to cost you anywhere from 150 and the labor's going to be, gosh, depending on accessibility the labor can be 150 to 300 dollars so wow. you're gonna, you, but this is something that's easy to bid and i'm giving you generalities and i'm giving you a big window because i don't want to get caught with my pants down i don't want 20 of my friends calling me and saying oh you came in way too low on that bid i they don't ever call when i i i, I set the ceiling kind of high not knowing where you're going to go so right it, right you just say this is what happened to me, and I hit here, and it began to work. Can you diagnose that and call me with an estimate, and what's your checkout fee? Most of us gray-haired guys are going to go, we don't need a checkout fee. You told us what we needed to know. I'm going to bid a window motor installed. That's it. That's what yeah. I do. Okay? Thank you again. Okay. You bet. Thank you. And, Bob, you stay there. We'll be right back. 
Hey, hey, Raymond Law would like to remind everyone listening, this weekend, highways will be busy with motors traveling to and from family and friends, so make sure you and your family have a safe and sober way home. Brought to you by the people who care at AA Raymond Law, located at 44400 West Honeycutt Road in Maricopa. For more information, dial 520-208-2274. Visit online at aaraymondlaw.com. That's Angela Raymond and her staff at AA Raymond Law wishing you and your family a safe and happy weekend. And Arizona Complete Candy and Tobacco reminds everyone, the only thing more dangerous than taking your eyes off the road to text while driving is believing you're in control while doing so. Texting while driving just doesn't endanger your own life, but lives of others as well. So please, don't text and drive. The Safe Driver Reminder is brought to you by Ellen Schwartz and her staff at Arizona Complete Candy and Tobacco. They're located at 6020 North 55th Avenue in Glendale. Visit them online today at ArizonaComplete.com. That's ArizonaComplete.com. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We've got open lines available. We've got four right now. Bob's got one, and I'm going to get to him in just a a minute, maybe 90 seconds, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The show goes into the next 11 o'clock hour all the way till noon, so we have lots of time. Just real quick, we were just talking to Jim just a minute ago, and we were talking about four-wheel drive vehicles, and I did get a, there's a, a young man named Marshall Gersten that's been a friend of mine for 20 or 30 years. He also is a, a retired guy, and, and he owned a shop. I really respect him. He's really, really very good. But anyway, he wrote me down, and uh, he said, on the show, I was stumbling around trying to think of something that had a lockable front end, something really four-wheel drive, real manly, and I couldn't think of anything, and he texted me, Rubicon, front locker. The Jeep Rubicon does have a locking front differential, and and, and as I understand it, you can manually apply the locking or not but it won't let you damage the front end either. So it's not going to let you go out there and do circles and spin all four tires as you show off to all the guys in the parking lot of the local Hooskow place on Saturday night. So there is a, a car, a vehicle, that's made with a front-locking differential, and it's called a Rubicon. And if Marshall says that's it, then I believe him. Bob, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. My son's in Florida. He has a 2014 GMC Sierra. And he had an oil change done a couple weeks ago. And they told him he had two millimeters left on his brake pads. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be driving home next week from Florida to Scottsdale. So I'm worried. What do you think about two millimeters on the brake pads? 
Well, I think a couple things. Um, we're two millimeters away from um, metal to metal. I also know that he's going to drive a hundred miles before he touches the brakes, or even further than that, depending on how studly he is and how long it takes that he needs to stop at a bathroom, how much beer his buddies are drinking. I'm going to throw that in. So uh, I'm not real worried about that. Um, I would say to him, try to conserve your brakes. Maybe do a little downshifting in the automatic. Bring it down out of overdrive into drive, and then bring it into three, and then two, whatever. Just do your best to kind of coast. Pretend like you don't have any brakes, and he'll drive from where he's at to your house with no problem at all. <laughs> and, and no, it's it's just really a matter of let's conserve the brakes in two millimeters. It, it, that's going to be... I can't put that in miles, and I can't put that in time. I just it, There's too many variables. But I do know that you and I could drive from Florida to Arizona on I-10, and we could get here with two millimeters. We would just pay attention to the brakes. Now, if he wants, tell him to take it to a garage close by, and you wire the horn into the brake light circuit. And I can guarantee you he'll make it from Florida to Arizona because every time he <laughs> touches the brakes, the horn's going to honk, and, and, and he'll, he'll make it with no problem at all. I got one other quick question. You know, when I look on Rock Auto brake pads, you know, I mean, they range, you know, what the spectrum is, right? Uh $15 to $75 or whatever. Yeah. And I asked the shop we go to, it's one of those that's been acquired recently, like you said, you know, and they Mm -hmm. just said they'll use whatever brake pads are appropriate for the vehicle. That's that's a cheat. Let me give you the acronym. Uh, CS Answer. What they're saying is they buy the cheapest pads no matter what. There's all of us have a relationship with parts vendors, and we kind of know what the cheap and the most expensive, and I think you'll agree most of us are going to buy from 50% north of that, 50-60% there. We're not going to buy the premium dogs. We're not going to buy the cheap ones. We're not going to do that. Um, and, to, and, and, and really what they should say is, is Really, we we just don't know. We 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 have we've hung our hat on Raybestos, and that's kind of what we're buying for every all of our cars, or Napa, or whatever. And keep in mind, Napa doesn't break make brake shoes; they just buy them from Raybestos or any of the rest of the companies and puts them in put them in their own boxes. So I, I don't know that I'd get real wrapped up. The good news is, is all the brakes are made to a minimum specification, and they have to be. So there's going to be some cheap ones in there, but they're still going to perform admirably. They're just going to be a little soft and throw some dust. That's about it. The hard ones, they squeak. They last forever, but they squeak. And so somewhere in the middle is where you want to be, and I think price is where you... So if at the pricing mark, buy the one that's at 60% in the middle there, and you'll be fine. Okay? Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Bob. 602-508-0960. We're going to take a break here in another eight minutes. And then we're going to go on for another hour. And you're always welcome to join us. And we have another caller right now. Who might that be? Say hello to Brian. Brian, good morning. Yeah, how you doing? Good. I see your show. I've only heard it twice, but you've been real helpful to others, and hopefully you can help me. I got a 1991 Isuzu Pup, um, and it's chewing up gas real bad. Okay. Can you smell the catalytic converter? Can you smell the rotten eggs? The cats, the, both cats have been replaced. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a, that, is it a carbureted or fuel-injected? I think it's a carbureted that old, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a set of all the smog gear on it, uh, okay. the air pump and everything, and it, it was surging for a while, um, but we finally got that taken care of, and 
had the carburetor rebuilt, which has a, it's got a solenoid in it, so I don't know if it's carbureted or injected or okay. exactly what it is. What, what, what typically goes on is we still, most of us still have what we call infrared analyzers, which we put the probe in the tailpipe of the car and, and we can tell if it's running rich. We want the CO to be somewhere around one or two. Cars come in at seven, eight, nine. These are cars that if you lock yourself in your garage, you're going to be dead in 10 minutes. But if Whoa. we trim down the CO down to 1% or less, then you're going to die of starvation before you die of carbon monoxide poisoning. So it really is a matter of somebody that is capable. Now, you, if it's a carburetor, you have an idle circuit, you have a cruise circuit, and then you have a wide-open throttle circuit. Obviously, if the floats are set too high, then we're going to flood the carburetor, and it's going to run real rich, and you're going to smell lots of rotten eggs. But you don't have any catalytic converter on that because all the emission stuff's been removed, so it's going to run no, real no, no, rich. No, no. The emission stuff is still there. It's okay. Just, it's also there. It has two catalytic converters on it that are new. Is all. Okay. 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 Air if, pump if and everything it, is still on. Okay, air pump just pumps air into the catalytic converter because we need air and fuel in order for the catalytic converter to glow bright red on the inside. So that's why we have air pumps. And and after that, okay. we decided we didn't really need air pumps, and the catalytic converters were installed or created a little bit better. The fact of the matter is, is all you need is you call around and say, have you got an infrared analyzer? Can you measure my CO and my HC out of my tailpipe? And, and most places will charge you anywhere from 15 to $50. Then the next question is, is if it's real high, can you adjust it down? Now, keep in mind, we're only looking at the idle circuit. We're not looking at the cruise and the wide-open throttle circuit, just the idle. But that's where 90% of the problems are at, is the idle circuit. Okay. Because I have okay. to take a trip to Minnesota in this truck, and I just don't want it to eat up the gas like it is. And what, to, what part of town are you in? I'm in uh, the west side, uh, Sunny Slope area. Okay, if I were you, I'd go to Harker's Automotive, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Um, those guys can handle this. You say to them, I'm concerned about the tailpipe emissions. I'm concerned I'm running too rich or too lean. I want you just to check the tailpipe and tell me what, what I need to do to bring it into range. That's what I would say to them. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Anyway, yeah, Harker's Automotive has been around since Jesus was a baby. I think they sure started in 1968. Um, Bob and Ellen have owned and operated Harker's Automotive for a whole long time. Um, when you walk in, you'll meet Ellen. Bob is in the shop. They have an, a, a nephew there, and this kid is a wonder kid. I wish I remembered his name, but I don't. But he is just a great, great technician. And when he's on the radio with Bob and I, sometimes we just were real quiet and let him talk because he's just so really, really good. But Bob is too, and Bob is really good in the in the older cars, just like I am. But we have the we had the we have the technical expertise to understand fuel spark and timing. And it really doesn't make any difference if it's a carburetor or fuel injection. We're still going to do the same thing. Well, on fuel injection, we're going to open and close the nozzle. So at idle, it sounds like this. And at wide open, sidle, wide open throttle, it sounds like a fire hose. A carburetor didn't work that way. At idle, we just shut the faucet a little bit. Oh, that's not far enough. Let's shut it off a little bit more. And on wide open throttle, we opened it as fast as we could. So you can see the difference, electronics and the old stuff. But... Harker's is really, really good, and so if you live in that area, they do oil changes and everything else, but if you live in that area, in that 38th Avenue in Indian School, and you've got a problem with your car on a drivability issue, um, you know, it doesn't start on Thursday mornings at 8 o'clock, um, Harker's is really the place to go.
602-508-0960, and I'll take it. Who's that? Hey, hello to Hector. Hector, good morning. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, I was calling because I have a 2007 Honda Pilot with about 250,000 miles. I changed the air filter, did the um, timing belt, and also did an ATS cleaning solution for the fuel. But it's still running about 12% rich, or it's giving 12% towards long-term fuel. I was wondering if you had any ideas of what I should do before I spend a lot more money. Hmm. Well, it, I can't tell you what's wrong with it, but, I mean, is the canister got a bunch of fuel in it? Do you have a problem with the evaporative canister? Are you stuffing the tank, which then contaminates the canister, and the canister is supposed to suck just the fumes off the fuel tank? But in the case of many people, they stuff the tank, which gives the canister liquid gas, and once you get that in there, it could be months before you settle down to what comes out of the tailpipe. Once we flood the canister, then we have an evaporative system where we're supposed to suck the vapors off the tank and get there. And oftentimes, if the evaporative system goes down, it starts sucking liquid fuel. You can also have just the idle, and then you have an idle circuit, you have a cruise circuit, and you have a wide-open throttle circuit. You have three different circuits. Which one of those guys is causing the problem? Which one of those guys is out of range? So I can't possibly tell you what's causing it to run rich and ha- and stink and smell or whatever, but those are the areas of concern you're going to have to. An O2 sensor can cause it. A MAP sensor can cause it. A vacuum line to the MAP sensor can cause it. Uh, an air leak in the tube from the mass airflow sensor can cause it. You have all these different moving parts to where we measure the amount of air going into the motor, and it's not very much. And we look at the chart, and it says, add this much fuel. But in reality, that's lying to us. So we add the fuel, okay. but that's not enough. So it, you're going to spend anywhere from 75 to $200 to have somebody look at it and tell you what's the matter with it. And there's a 25% chance that finding it and fixing it are the same amount of money. Okay, I so, will take it in then. Thank you very much. I appreciate the help. Right. You bet. Good luck to you, Hector. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I'm really as, say that again, one minute. Yeah, Gil's just telling me, he says, Mark, don't forget, we need to get out in one minute. And actually, it's not one minute because I've already used 11 seconds just messing around, doing nothing. Nevertheless, and Gil's not doing anything anyway, so we have open lines. We have five of them, so you can all call at the same time. Are you ready? 602-508-0960. Because if you all call right now, then Gil will go crazy because in 30 seconds he has to push a whole bunch of buttons and plays the news, the weather, and the sports, and all that other kind of stuff. And at 50 seconds after this minute, I'm going to say goodbye to you, which is actually 20 seconds away, and Gil's going to be inundated with phone calls. And I feel so sorry for him. But you know what? He can handle it because he's really good. Gil and I have been together for 11 years. And if I sound good, he's 99% of the reason why. 602-508-0960. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.